welcome. We're thrilled to have you. And let's jump in and get started. I also mentioned I am actually in Colorado in the mountains and I'm using a hotspot. But so tell us a little bit. We'd love to hear about tell us about the photo organizers and, and also a little bit about your podcast. Wonderful. Um, well, it's uh, it's been really a labor of love, this podcast. I think um, Chantelle and I have both been photo organizers. We have our own separate business. And it really came out of um, a desire to, to reach as many people as we could that really wanted to try and have a go at this themselves, because there's only so much we could do as clients. And I think, you know, I know as photo organizers, there's really um, you know, we, we work on, you know, so many jobs at a time, but there are so many people that need help out there and they, they really want to try and give it a go and then realise that they probably need to get some professional help. But um, it really has come from a, a desire to just help as many people and get the word out there. Um, and as a source, really, from a, the way that Chantelle and I run our separate businesses, um, it, it sort of has taken a really lovely flow where Chantel comes with a lot of very technical knowledge on the digital side of organising. Um, and I, you know, come through my background um, and my business has gone into a lot of the scanning um, and also uh, a words of encouragement, really a motivational style that I come through and, and bring that to the podcast as well. So, yeah. That's what, so... Um... How long have you been doing this? How long have you been a photo organizer and also doing your podcast? That's a scheme. Chantelle, do you want to go first and then I'll go, I'll jump in. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, the photo organizing, I think I started in 2016. I had a home organizing business before then for a few years, but that was sort of very slow and, you know, while the kids were little. Um, so I started out to be really flexible. My background is originally um, business admin, which is something that has come in as a something helpful, having a business, <laughs> knowing all the business admin stuff. So I started photo organizing. I sort of fell into it in about 2016 because I had signed up with then Apo and I was in the directory and another local photo organizer in Melbourne approached me because she wanted to collaborate on workshops. Um, and I'm like, I've only signed up with Apo because I want to manage my own photos better. I had no intention of doing it professionally. <laughs> um, yeah. You hear that quite um, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like, oh, this is too much. You know, there's so much to know about it. I'll never be able to know all that and learn all that way too much. And so just for my own personal use, I signed up um, until she approached me and I said, yeah, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and then she actually pulled back out because she got a really great opportunity business-wise to take over another business. But by then I had learned so much and done so many webinars and whatnot in um, that APO office. I totally had fallen in love with photo organizing and also my first client has come along. And that was it. Never looked back. Shortly after that, I closed the home organizing side of business and only did photo organizing. Um, and Fiona and I, we knew each other already. And she had also then um, a bit later started her business. And we just like to collaborate. And we tossed around ideas. Um, 
and you know we were running a few workshops and presentations together mainly with the um you know save you photos months in september that's how i think we started collaborating a bit more and we tossed around ideas and all of a sudden the podcast idea was here and we're like yeah you know what there's well there was another one around at the time and it's unique and we thought that's it let's do it (laughs) we know what do we have to lose and yeah we haven't looked back and as Fiona said before we really love it and it's great to be able to help the wider community um with a few tips around the whole photo management Hmm. I love the I love that you'd why not? And we recommend that a lot to people that or even when I started my business, just say yes and then try and then you can figure it out, right? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's a good it's a good philosophy to have when you start a business to be willing to to learn new things and and collaboration is so critical, right? Is uh, mm-hmm. makes it so yeah. much more fun. And there's so much business we're not nobody's competing with anybody at this point in any way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. So another question I'd like to ask when we do this is what advice would you to give? So there's people listening that are thinking about starting a photo organizing business, whether in Australia, Canada, the U.S., anywhere. What advice would you give based on your experience that you that you have right now? So I'll jump in with that one. I um, I I really would say that it's it's an interesting journey having been, you know, we've been doing the podcast about three and a half years now. And as photo organisers, probably five or six for myself anyway. And I think for anyone starting out or thinking about it, um, I think there's a very um, natural sort of a progression that I've seen in my experience just um, with with new photo organisers or people thinking about the process. Um, I think, first of all, it's it's really a... um, This awareness that we even exist (laughs) is... uh, is this oh this this is a thing and then there's then there's sort of the next sort of stage of oh wow there's you know there I can learn about this and it's sort of a natural progression of of whatever it is that they've come into and and that can bring I think a sense of overwhelm because the, when when that learning starts there's a real knowledge of just how much is involved in this you know niche area and industry as a business and I think starting out. Um, knowing that that that's coming, <laughs> knowing that that overwhelm is coming can be helpful to then just um, be aware that there's a lot of support and areas to to delve into to learn and and the photo managers is is a brilliant opportunity to really um, not stay overwhelmed Mm -hmm. Uh, but then once you've sort of got to that overwhelm you know that there's some resources out there Um, it's then pushing through and really bringing your own personality and flair to a business and that is what I love about you know about our industry is it really lends itself to people that are either process focused um, even people that are creatives, um, people that are, are people, people, you know, there's a real connection. And so I think if you're starting out and looking at this as an industry and, and a possible career change or um, 
you know, looking at this as starting your own business, just to, to be aware of those um, those natural progression, and and not to not to be overwhelmed with the um, the depth of information that is available, but to really find yourself in there to to really bring your authentic uh, personality, because at the end of the day, people mm-hmm. need help. And I think, you know, there's no right or wrong person for this industry, which is so beautiful. And I think it's such a, a testament to this group of, of us, you know, the, and Kathy, that you've brought together, really. Um, we come from all different backgrounds and all different experiences. And so what we bring to clients is really us. Um, and then the tools that we learn when we're thinking of starting out the business, they're available to learn. But at the heart of it, um, really, once you get to that level of overwhelm, learn, breathe, <laughs> learn, um, and then find your own feet. There's not one particular type of business that you need to model yourself after. It's the skills that you need, and then you bring yourself to the role. I agree. It's, um, you know, start somewhere and some. To someone starting out, I would say be brave and really dare to niche down because we're already obviously in a very specific niche, but within that, it's amazing how many other niches are in there. You know, there's so many that specialise in scanning or digital or some do only Macs, others do only PC, some do, you know, they restore photos. Um, So there's a whole... There's so many options out there, and I agree with what Fiona said. You know, start somewhere and be brave and niche down, and all the rest will come, even in marketing terms. You know, if mm-hmm. you've got to create a basic website and say, I'm scanning, if that's what you feel most comfortable in, that's what I would also say to someone. Start where you feel most comfortable in. If you're a PC person, don't start with Mac clients. That's way too hard. But it will come over time and you'll grow into it and it will be less overwhelming. But start there and advertise that. And you, automatically there's always going to be other people that find you and say, oh, but do you also do scanning? Or I have a Mac. Can you still help me? And over time that will grow, you know, generically really, I think. And don't that's one mistake I think I made. I tried to be jack of all trades mm-hmm. at the start because I'm interested in everything. I just can't help myself. But <laughs> um, it's easier to to have that niche and to focus on that. In all, it's not just for the actual hands-on work, but also marketing-wise, and you know all that. I mean, that's behind having a business. It's easier when you know exactly what you're offering um, and what your niche is because then you talk to those people. Um, so and Sometimes, right, it's, people don't always know right away what right, they, a lot of people say, well, I don't know what I like. And that's all part, I think, of the journey of, of, of being brave. I love that advice mm-hmm. as well. You might mm-hmm. start out thinking you're going to love scanning and then you might get, you know, I've talked to some people who say, oh, I don't want to do any scanning and they outsource their scanning because they like maybe making photo books where other people say, oh, I just want to, I would scan all day and just, I love the process and the tangible holding the photos and all that. And, and I don't have 
and I would never want to make a photo book, right? So in over time, I think what makes it great about the community and how you all partnered up too is that there's other people within the association that you can outsource that work to. So you correct, yeah. yeah, you're not in this by yourself. It's okay if. Um, hmm. Let's see. Um, Another question, well, I love asking this question next is uh, not, I will in a minute ask how you find your clients. And if people, if you have questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. But another question I ask is, and I think you've kind of touched on it, but I want to ask you both two questions. One is what do you love most about your job? And then I think it's always important to be honest that some, there's always parts of jobs that we don't really love. So what is it that, that you'd like, don't love about your job so that people get a realistic idea of what it is that you, how you feel about things. So. Do you want to jump in, Chantelle, or do you want me to? There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. You start. <laughs> um, so I, what I love, what I love about the job is um, I love un, really unlocking these memories for people. I, I come from a very uh, corporate background. Um, my experience, you know, when I came into this industry has very much been process-driven and what I've found as I've journeyed through is the privilege, really, that we have with, with, these, with these families. And it is a privilege because I, you know, we're, we're in their life and their memories. And, and it, it brings around such a personal um, opportunity to, to really release and unlock these um, these parts of their life, which which have been sort of trapped in a drawer or a disc or a phone or a um, or a computer or boxes and slides and negatives, and it is a real privilege to see the journey. and And I I can't go without delivering clients. You know, I, I have my own box of tissues <laughs> ready, but I mean, it is such an emotional process for them um, because I think by the time they get to the point of asking for help. It's, it's been a burden. It's been a weight on their shoulders or a family member, you know, it, it's, there's so much um, underlying. And I've actually moved, um, I'm, I'm studying at the moment, I'm doing a Bachelor of Counselling and that has come through a need for myself to really um, understand the, the process that people go through when they're organising their photos mm. and they come at, um, at it from you know, such a range of necessity. It's, it's they've got a, a particular, you know, uh, event that's coming up or um, or it's, you know, in a memory for someone that's passed or it, it really, there's always, I haven't met a client that I haven't come across that. And that's a part of my job that I love. I really do. I love being able to walk that journey with them. And so with the skill of counselling, um, still in photo, photo management, I'm, I'm going to be adding that as part of my services, which is really um, also delving into unlocking maybe where they're stuck. And, and that can be a very uh, difficult process for That's people. That's fascinating. You might be the yeah, first person I, that I I've known that. I, we have to talk. We'll have to, there's a book called Phototherapy. There's a woman who is a phototherapist. So maybe offline, I could tell you a little bit more about she's uh, in Vancouver. Uh, older mm. woman but anyway she has a it's I think that's fascinating that you're combining that because we always try and tell people that you're not a therapist but you're right when you bring the photo you bring the tissues and things feelings of nostalgia memories losses all of that is part of Absolutely. your of a person's family photo class. it really is their it's your life it's their life it right is. 
And so it it, that's just a and really it's, and it's often mm-hmm. and it's often a block that they are not moving forward. Or sometimes we might find clients that you know they they don't come pick up their photos, and it, it amazes me. Right. You know, you, you've yeah. done a job and. Um, and you know, there's there's hesitations along the way for a range of different reasons, and so I'm absolutely loving learning that and linking that. So yes, Kathy, we'll definitely talk offline mm. about that more. Um, but to answer the other part of your question, as far as what I don't love, um, <laughs> I think I think sometimes it is you know our our role is very much uh, you know the the, the fundamental pr- productivity of getting a job done is just that it is a process. And we would love to just click our fingers and it's done, but but it just doesn't work like that. And, and it's very systematic and, and, it, and it needs to be to, to not get ourselves in a, in a twist when they, you know, give us new photos to, to add into a collection or they say, oops, forgot this whole hard drive or something like that. Um, but, but there's no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. <laughs> so don't love that. But but I do, I'm, a, I'm still, a, even though I'm an empathetic, you know, that's that my, my heart comes through my job. Um, I'm a very process driven person. So it's just you get in and you just follow the steps. <laughs> so that is part and parcel of what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, what can I add? <laughs> I agree, obviously, with Fiona. It's just about the clients and it is a privilege and I I always love when we deliver when we bring it back to them and we we show them what has been achieved and how they can move forward and just seeing the joy they they get from that and all of it you know you can demonstrate little things like okay you know you entered that keyword and bing there they pop up and they're like this is awesome (laughs) that's those little moments we sort of I sort of live for that's what I want to see and and give them and everything that Fiona already mentioned about bringing back their memories because I also you know same thing and I think we probably (laughs) pretty much all all the same that it's not just photos it's Mm -hmm. the memories and for me photos are a means to help connect, to stay connected or to even make new connections with people. Um, that's my big thing. I see the connection um, and it's not about living in the past. Um, for me, it's like it connects us to our roots. To where did we come from? Even if we didn't know those people and to give that to the clients, this is this is what I love doing. and. Also, like from a more technical perspective, I just love, I'm learning something new pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's, you know, obviously, especially in digital photo organizing, Mm -hmm. things change so fast. It's hard to keep up, I have to say at times. Um, But I do love that. I have that, always had a love for learning um, and this really feeds into that because I can learn something new every day. Um, and what I don't like so much is also something that Fiona touched on. I hate it when, you know, you go through the assessments, you gather all the photos with the clients, you explain everything and you're almost done decluttering or deduplicating and organizing. And then they call you, oh, I found another phone. 
<laughs> or a hard drive or something and you're like no <laughs> I hate that part because it makes it so much harder um I mean over the years I've learned to communicate and to actually explain them that this gathering process is really 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 important and that it's going to cost them more if they find more stuff later on and that does the trick pretty much most of the time but it still happens and it's just human can't change it um it will keep happening from time to time, but that, I find that frustrating. And I just also, one, one of my things is I can't help myself, um, you know, and usually over deliver. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, that's, I think that, yeah, over deliver. <laughs> I think by nature of the people that are drawn to the field, right? One thing we, at the photo managers too, we're working really hard on, because of the years of experience that people like Fiona and Chantel and others have now bring is, is really teaching process. We have a, we've hired actually a professional process person who's been taking every month she takes, she's, uh, Tuesday she did it, it was all about um, how to set up your processes and how to use a, a you know, project management system and, and all this becomes part of it. Like, so somebody, uh, Maha, I think it is, I'm not sure, I hope I said your name right, asked how do you handle having to add photos and hard drives that were forgotten. I'll let you all answer, but I'm, I think Chantel, you already kind of said, yeah, you have to re-quote. And that should be ideally built into your contract ahead of time that you, you because you ideally letting people know that if that happens, this is what the cost will be, right? Because it, it most likely will happen. Is that how you, it, you handle absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's all about communication really. Mm -hmm. And you know, more often than not, I have to say clients are very understanding. And sometimes I try to not get into too much technical details with them because it's very overwhelming. I work a lot with images. So I, I have um, uh, drawings basically in, in PowerPoint or yeah, where I show them, okay, this is your phone. The photo is sent to the cloud, it comes down here. So I, I personalize that and I give them that so that they've got basically one sheet this is my setup. That's how the backup goes. So I explain it as, as simply as I can, which is hard because it is a complex topic. But to, I'm always aiming to take the overwhelm away. And it's all about communication from, from you know, zero to till you're done and just talk to people. It's something I tell my kids all the time, talk to people. You know, most people understand yes. what you explain. That froze. But, you know, if you bring that box and it's the same with physical, look behind me, this is like- Yeah, I was gonna say, is that a project behind you? Yeah, that you're yeah, working Yeah, I'm about to, you know, wrapping it up. And this was one of the frustrations. She gave me about 4,000 photos to scan and to manage. And then later on, turns out she's got three, you know, she's got almost 30 albums that she wants done too. And she hadn't mentioned that. It's like, so 30, 30 there, you know, you, you go, you explain to them and say, okay, you know what? I found photos that you have already given me um, or they belong to a batch that we've already done. So that is more time consuming to merge it all and to clean that all up so it will cost more. And they're like, yeah, okay, that's fine in most cases, but it's just, you know, talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah communication and, um, and using 
I think people use like whether do you do that through text? Some some members will text message some you know talk with the client ahead of time. How do you want to be contacted, and then use that you know whether it's text messaging or email right or a phone call, uh, where you're giving them updates on where you are in the project. And another thing I always notice too, and I tell some this true, a lot of people unless it's for a special you know like a, a birthday celebration, an anniversary celebration, a a gift. A lot of people aren't, the time part of it is not always, a, not a significant time crunch sometime, right? If they've been sitting languishing in boxes and drawers for 20 years and they finally give it to you, usually there's some, some window of time, right? Is that, do you find that to be the case? Yeah, I do. I do. I definitely do with um, with the scanning and things like that too. I think it's again with the communication, it's really around setting those expectations and being aware of what you know I've got on my plate um, and what's a realistic time frame and just knowing that I've got other work coming in um, you know I I like to be very specific about the blocks of time that I allocate for a client um, and then if they do give me more things after that um, I'll just be realistic in you know when that can you know can be done um, you know knowing that the time frames but it is always about communication and uh, I try to, to you know as soon as I get I've got the the materials if I'm if I'm doing scanning um, you know they've they've got it's they've gone through a process to get to that decision point mm-hmm. so I think that it's important to um, respect their you know their point of that decision as well and and really just get it done as quickly as I can um, even though I, I totally agree with you, Kathy, it is, you know, for them, they, they may not have timeframes um, that have an urgency to them, but I think uh, it's always, you know, that just that the making a decision has come from, from a, a, a place, you know, yeah. and so mm-hmm. it's really great to be able to be realistic with those expectations on time frame. And we do get new things come in. Yes, um, you know, with what Maha was saying, uh, I, I do requote. Um, it's either an hourly base if I'm doing organising, or a per unit piece if I'm doing scanning. So I just, in, you know, communicate, and that's always in an email format. Personally, I do that, and then my day to day communication. I like to be a bit more informal, and I do do texts as as a quick update, or you know, found this photo and things like that, and then um, always structured formal processing through emails as well. Just confirming what I've what we've spoken about in a in a formal process in an email. Right. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Okay, and um, again, anybody have any other questions? Go ahead. And uh, two last questions I want to ask before we wrap ourselves up. To what skills? I think one thing that people don't realize is that you probably brought a lot of skills with you from your past work experience, managing family and kids if you have a household and things. And I think it's helpful for people to realize that maybe they have skills that they don't know they already have, and um, that you might be drawing on and things. Did you find each of you were there? Were you surprised or different skills from your past work experiences that you were able to kind of meld into this organ, into what you're doing today? Yeah, definitely. As I mentioned, I've got a business admin background and worked in corporate for 20 years, mainly as a personal assistant and um, financial controller, which is obviously hugely helpful when you're on your own business, regardless of what the business is, but to understand, you know, the figures to be able to, especially when I started out these days, I have outsourced a few of the admin things, but, you know, knowing about the marketing and having all that background, um, that was enormously helpful. And I was always an organized person. So 
yeah, organising sort of came more or less naturally to me. Yeah. Okay. Good. We have some questions. Go ahead, uh, Fiona. How about you? Um, yeah. So some of the skills um, I brought, I'd, I'd also been in uh, a corporate background. So my sort of um, life BC, I call it, before children, <laughs> um, which uh, which was in a corporate setting. I, I was an expat manager um, with Goldman Sachs in New York and, and London, and travelled a lot in Japan and. So I think just um, being resourceful <laughs> is, is, a, is a skill. Um, and all of my other sort of skills that, that you just pick up along the way, I think I'm still an organi- always had been an organised person. Um, I love the creative side. So um, the photography, Photoshop, being able to produce, you know, a creative you know, um, outlet, it was definitely a skill that I could also bring in to not, you know, realizing um, as an industry, you know, what we need for as skills for this, but that one's been really come in handy. Um, process driven and then the ability to, to be empathetic, to, to relate to people. Because at the end of the day, um, if, you know, even though we're tangibly doing a process, um, yeah, that relatability I think is really important too. Yeah. So uh, Faith wanted to know, is your business steady throughout the year or is there a certain time of year where you're busier than others? Um, for me, I'm more steady. Yeah, uh, yeah, just steady throughout the year, I, I find. Um, it's pretty consistent. What about you, Chantal? Yeah, these days, yes. So I'm completely booked out. I've got to wait at least. Um, but, you know, th- this is something also for someone who starts out this is not how it is for most people when starting out. It takes time, patience um, uh, to, to build a business. And mm-hmm. f- from, you know, being in the organizing industry overall for like 10 years almost, I've seen only very few people who started out and their business went through the roof, like from day one. That doesn't usually happen. It takes work, investment, you know, it. Not, not so much financially, but in time and you know, go out, do public speaking, build networks, find who can I collaborate with. It's all time consuming. And the industry tends to attract women who um, oftentimes have a young family. So they plan to work part time or maybe they've got a paid job and want to build the business on the start. So that's not going to happen overnight. Just being aware of that, I think is also important um yeah because it's it takes time uh and then aaron asked do you try to coach clients in how to diy manage their own photos in the future once the projects are considered complete we're always adding so many more every year uh photos i think aaron aaron means right yeah i'm assuming that's what you mean um yeah aaron i think um D- definitely the DIY. That's where I think the podcast is is really helpful for how we, um, you know, we, we manage that from a DIY perspective. But clients on our own, you know, there's lots of different ways to help them manage ongoing. And I think there's not 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 really a one size fits all. I think we have maintenance. Chantel has maintenance plans as well. 
um, that, you know, because we're never really done, are we? We, we? We're always going to be continuing to take photos. So it depends on the sort of the structure of, of how you offer the services as to, um, as to an ongoing maintenance plan. I think um, the coaching, I'm really big into the coaching. That, that's it's part of, um, you know, my, my love of the business is really helping people learn the skills to do it themselves. Um, and often I'll find once they're out of the mess and it is in an organised state, um, I'll do a certain amount of hours of coaching and then just continue to offer that as they need that if they're then managing the, the ongoing um, merging of new photos into their hub and back up themselves. As Fiona said, I do have maintenance uh, in my services and usually it's not clients who come in as maintenance clients. It's usually bigger clients where, you know, when we finalise, I teach them how to move on and I also say to them, look, if if you like me to come in to do the maintenance on a monthly, quarterly basis, even just once a year, whatever. So for them, I've got those packages, which is, of course, as a business, interesting because that gives you sort of a, a, a more, you can plan your income if you've got that. And I always say to them, look, it's like a cleaner who comes in and, and cleans your house regularly. If you find it all too hard, I'm here for you. I'm happy to do that. And I am. Um, and something you just mentioned, Fiona, but now it escaped me, um, with the maintenance. It's also, uh, oh yeah, about following up, even if they don't want you for maintenance and it's sort of finalised, you know, sending an email even six months later or even a year down the track. And that comes down to, to have good processes in your business, to have those reminders, follow up with so-and-so and ask how it's been going. And you wouldn't believe how often it happens where it, they say, oh, you know what? I haven't done a thing since last time. Can you come in again? And there you go. You've landed yourself and other jobs. And this is much easier in terms of marketing to actually sell to the people who are already on your list and are already your clients because oftentimes it grows from there and I've got clients and that's also something I love about our work some clients you work with them for years mm -hmm. um, yeah you know you know them so well it's it's just so yeah it's very rewarding um good question one is thanks Fiona for dropping those quick somebody asked if they can connect with you on LinkedIn and Facebook to connect. So Fiona, good. Thank you for, uh, I hope I put the right podcast link. It was, I think I was logged into my Spotify, but hopefully that your podcast yeah. as well, your Facebook. Uh, Aaron, yes. Yeah, so, um, but you also offer me. So Aaron asked a question. Thank you. Forgive me for sounding crass. I don't think that's a crass question at all. I think that's actually the real question. Anybody who's thinking about starting a business is, can you actually make money at this? And um, I will let both Fiona and Chantel answer as well. But as the founder of the photo managers who manages, you know, we have 700 members all over the world. The answer is after in 12 years. So we're not, I always joke we're the, in a 12 year overnight success. Absolutely. We have members with significant businesses, uh, with employees and all sorts of things. It's taken time, but it does some people work at part-time, other people work full-time. And you, uh, so the question is what parts are served free and which parts can you reasonably charge a fair fare for? So I will let you yeah. both answer that question, but I also want to just throw sure. that in as well. So I'll jump in. The first thing I would say is um, 
you know, it, it, this is a business at the end of the day. And so, you know, while I love what I do, um, I, I am doing it for an income. And so it's a very serious, it's a business like any other business that, um, that you would have. So I think that I, I can understand, Aaron, where that, where that question comes from, because often if we're just out and about, I talk, I talk about my about business. business every day it, it's because I live and breathe it it's what I do and everyone has photos so you know everyone is in a situation where um, I guess there's an opportunity to talk about what we do and so if that's sort of that free information um, it's just sort of general conversation and they're like oh I've got this phone what, what how do I do that so I always give as much information as is appropriate at that time if I'm in a social gathering or you know if I've just bumped into someone that I haven't seen for some time um, I might just quickly answer a question of, of course I would always do that but as soon as there's a need that they want my expertise and help for I have no problem in setting up an initial half hour conversation to really give them an overview of what's available for them and then I charge and I make that really clear. And I've, it's just, a, it's just what we do, you know, it's a business. And, and so um, from, from that moment, um, it's a really clear, um, relaxed, easy opportunity for them to either engage me or, or not. And, and they can have a go at them for themselves. And I always point them to the podcast. There's always something in there now after three and a half years of, of, you know, episodes every two weeks, there's a lot, of good stuff in there that people can have a go you know have a go at trying it themselves and then they've got my business card and my details to contact me straight away after that so I really do I'm more than happy to answer you know some questions from people when I um when they're thinking about you know I don't know what I've got and then straight up I just let them know how I work and when they're ready and if they need it um, it's really clear. So as a business, not, not a crass question at all. I think it's a really good question. Um, and, you know, definitely I've got more work than I, you know, I've got a wait list as well. So I, I really, um, there's a lot of work out there. People need our services. And I think, you know, with the photo managers, there's always opportunities to learn um, on how to do this, how to get the confidence to ask for money or how to, um, to go through that process with clients, there's a lot of supports and resources out there, but um, it is a very, it's a lucrative business. It is. I agree. And I do this, I'll keep it short. I'll do the same as Fiona. I've, um, a while back, I started to offer a 30 minute free discovery call. And I have to say that works um, really well. And that's what they get for free, plus the podcast, plus I have a blog um, that I've sort of reactivated and I, I post once a month. And that brings in a lot of traffic to the website, plus the podcast. So that really is it. And, and yes, it is possible to make um, a, a good income from photo organising. It takes time, as Cassie said before, mm. it's not going to happen overnight. No, I always try and tell it's not a <clears throat> get rich overnight business, but it's a legitimate business with which, like you're saying, when you start working with clients long term, and we just had our 10th annual educational conference back in person in Denver last week. And, um, you know, we have people there that have been there for 10 years that have been coming for 10 years and and then people that are just starting out and, and the messages without question that some of those people are still working with the same clients after seven or eight years, you know, that because people keep taking photos and things. 
And uh, so, you know, there's no question. So thanks, Aaron. That was a, it was a great question to ask. So last of all, as we, as we tie up, I, we've mentioned the photo managers quite a bit. I think I put a link in there. So we are, uh, I, people are, we're more like a trade association in some ways. We used to call ourselves the Association of Personal Photo Organizers. We are now, we rebranded to the photo managers because it's really more than just organizing. I think we wanted people to understand that photo management is a much it's about, because we knew the work was getting more complex, but we support small business owners with lots of training and our conference, an amazing Facebook group. Uh, you have a group that in Australia, right? I think you do a, a monthly Zoom meeting together. Uh, so why don't you talk just a little bit about how we've helped support you over the years. And again, any other questions we'll answer and then we can, uh, you all can get on with your day and we'll start our <laughs> evening. <laughs> So one of the things, um, I, I did jot down a few things from, um, you know, what I've got through the photo managers because uh, there's really nothing else like it in our industry. There, there is no other um, resource that, that we can we can call on in, in our industry. And so, you know, I'm very grateful that the photo managers exist to be able to do that. Um, so really I've, I've gained a lot of friendships out of the industry um, they're a resource of support, which is so unique. I think, you know, we, we, there's never a, a question of we're competitors. Um, we are collaborators together to, to help support our own individual businesses. And that is exactly what we do, which, which is just, um, you know, such a rich resource for that. Um, I kind of of call this my tribe it's my my like-minded people <laughs> um in in the ability to talk techie techie talk um on on a on a facebook group you know to ask a question um and get really quick answers which is so valuable when you're moving through a a job and you get stuck on something um to ask those questions even i i do camera scanning and um, you know, there's a lot of courses and, and opportunities out there through, um, you know, through the people that support in, in our groups, in the Facebook groups. Um, it's just like, can't get this setting right. You know, what would you do? And, and you know, that feedback is invaluable, really, really good. Um, and it's just really a, a worldwide access to people, I think, to really learn and grow individually. And um, the teaching and the always, I think it's the ongoing learning that's what I love about what, what you're doing, Kathy, because there's always, it's not just like here it is, there's always something new coming through. There's always new, um, and, and I think what Kate brings to, to the team in, in, you know, that structure of just knowing what's coming up, knowing where we can get resources and continue learning. So it's, um, it's always fresh and that is, that is um, it's nice when you're in, you know, in this business to, to not feel you're isolated. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, what do I say? Ditto. <laughs> yes, it's just that, that whole tribe, that community feel. And when I started originally, generally in like home professional organising, it was like, oh, I wonder, you know, we're all competitors. But right from there and, and photo managers is the same. It's mostly collaboration it's you know we, we're open we're friendly with each other we share openly it's not like we're giving away all our secrets but <laughs> but it, it feels great and and you give us that platform and I really appreciate that and especially for us what something Fiona touched on with the Facebook 
group especially um, for us Australians because of the time difference and mm. in Australia we so few photo managers so you know it's we're a very small group so to reach out and post something in the Facebook group when we go to bed and next morning because the answers come mostly from the states it's all there for us. <laughs> we can, you know, tap the other brains and, and people share openly. And it's been a lifesaver for, for me uh, so many times. And as Fiona said, to talk techie to, with people who know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, the idea that you're always, we're constantly working on improving as an organization, how we can support our members, right? We're always paying attention, like adding this year long training about processes. And we just realized that was important. We've added a, in November, we do a profitability live, we call it workshop where we talk about how much do you charge profitability numbers, all the things that were, how do you ask for, how do you charge the right amount? And I think um, every day I'm thinking about what can we, how can we continue to support our members? We know we have like for our virtual conference, which is next week, I know we're trying to change some of the times for the networking because we know our Australian members want to network with people and we want to make sure, I think we added a morning, I think it's Saturday morning because then we know it's a, it's a better for your time. So we're definitely constantly trying to um, bridge those time zone gaps and things, so. Um, yeah, that's great. And I, I noticed um, with the, the, the member huddles in the States, usually we can't, you know, it's in the middle of the night for us, but uh are, we really appreciate that you've changed some of the time so that we can participate as well and and get to know the the american colleagues and it's been so great it, it's really extremely helpful i find and as you said you know that constant learning this every time i learn new stuff um and yeah you have to be a life i realize that it you have to be a lifelong learner. I think we, uh, we do like a little quiz, like how do you know if this is the right career for you? And when we came up with that, I think one of the questions I put in right away, do you like to learn new things? Because that's really critical if you're mm, willing to, absolutely. and you're willing to know that you have, it takes time to learn, right? And sometimes it's hard to want to learn new things like camera scanning, right? I mean, I'm sure that you have to take a deep breath and decide, okay, I can see your setup back there. I'm, I can learn this and you, you can't. And that's why people want to hire us because they don't want to take the time to learn this. I mean, especially it was a lot easier. I always joke, it was much easier when we took a roll of 24 photos down to our local pharmacy and dropped them off and, you know, pick them up an hour later and put them in a photo album. But that is not how we interact with our, with our photos and videos and all the precious memories today. So, um, okay, before we end, so Aaron, you asked quite a bit of questions there. So recommended for training. I don't know if you're a member of the photo manager or not. We'd love to welcome you. You're welcome to send an email to support at thephotomanagers.com. And I'd be happy to set up a call and maybe talk to you a little bit more about that. Or you can reach out to Fiona and Chantel um, about learning and having the best scans and all those things. In part of the photo managers, we have a tremendous amount of training on all those topics, including a new uh, course that we just put in place that probably Fiona, you don't know about it or you, you could go through it, but it's a 12 week course about how to set up a business from A to Z. I mean, it's wonderful. And it's based on all the years of what we know people needed and things, and that's included in membership and things. So hopefully that'll uh, answer your questions. And we do have a certification program where you get certified and then you're listed on the website. So there's quite a bit of resources there. I see four new messages. So um, great. People are saying, thank you. And uh, where can I get more information? So let me quick pop a, um, the link to the website on here to the photo manager's website. And then also you're welcome. I think there's probably a place there to also reach out. 
Uh, next week is our, just a little plug-in for that. Next week is our virtual conference, which is, uh, so it's a repeat of our, all our speakers agreed to speak virtually as well, to repeat the conference. So it's a brand new conference in a way. And, but we just did an endeavor because we learned with COVID that we could do virtual conferences. We didn't know two years ago. So what we did unique this year though is, uh, because based on feedback from members who went to Denver and it's expensive, it's $399, I think, to, to do the whole conference and not everybody wants to do everything. So we realized like kind of a bring a friend or tip your you know, toe in the water. So for $49, you can pick one breakout. We have almost 20 breakouts to choose from. So you can look at that list, everything from how do you set up a contract to um, mindset issues, marketing, using Instagram, you know, working with clients. And then you get to attend the, our keynote speakers who are wonderful, Scott Bergman and uh, both in the other ones for, as part of it. And you get to attend the networking where you get to meet other people. So that's something unique that we added just recently. So I don't, and so if, uh, for those of you listening, if you go to the photo managers, go to conference, you can see that opportunity. And I also put a link there to the photo managers website. Of course, tune into Fiona Chantel's uh, podcast is uh, really wonderful and, uh, and follow them on social media and things and follow the photo managers as well. So this has been wonderful. Thank you. Hopefully that's answered everybody's questions and we really look forward to spreading the word and helping people. And Fiona, I'm so intrigued by what you're doing with that degree. So we'll definitely- Thank you, me to too. We'll that. talk again. I know, I, I can't see where, I, I can't wait to see where it takes me. <laughs> if I could go back in time, I would, I think that's a really fascinating, I think it's a, it's a needed, con, it's a needed, it's a really needed niche. And I never thought of, I, I just interesting. So that's what we, we mean, we keep learning. Like here yeah. I am, I learned something new for Fiona. And, and what's wonderful as Fiona goes through that process, right? You're going to learn that. And then other, you'll probably be happy to tell others all over the Absolutely. world that might want to do a similar process and, and how do you yeah. combine them and how do you talk about that? So uh, yeah. that's just a perfect example. So, yeah. and uh, Corrine says, thank you so much. And they love your podcast. Corrine Fields said, love your podcast. So. Thank you. Thanks. All right, everybody have a good, good evening. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye.